Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. This is indeed the Wrestling Journal Podcast, episode 141 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast, brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Uh, gentlemen, good morning. If you, if there's actually another voice on the on the on the show that we haven't heard in a while, I feel like that voice is like ingrained in my head. Though I feel like everywhere I I, I turn, I look, I just hear his voice. It's one of the world's most beautiful noodles. sounds. He's back. Noodles. <laughs> uh, how are you, pal? No OT today, uh, huh? The company's not no. giving you the money. No, nah, they're cutting back. No, I'm just kidding. I just, I, I was, I got to be with the boys. It's been a little hiatus, but I'm back. Well, listen, we at least for this it. week. Yeah, listen, <laughs> one week is better than no weeks. One week is better than no weeks. <laughs> Tommy, bad news, Canali. How you doing this Saturday morning? Rumble oh. Saturday, indeed. Yeah, oh. very good. Can't wait for it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Is this is the first Rumble Saturday? Um, I don't remember if last year was on a Saturday, but I know that it was. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. definitely, definitely trying to do more, uh, more Saturday pay per views. Oh, clearly, what a home run! Fantastic. Yeah. Super smart of them. Super smart of them. Um, again, this is episode one forty one of the Wrestling Journal podcast, brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. We have social medias. Where can you find us on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at WrestleBuzz. You can download us wherever you can download podcasts by simply searching the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. And when I say network, I mean more than one, three to be exact. You have us, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. You have Gurge Brooms from the Top Rope Podcast. You have Joe and Quade at Project K Fabe. And their social media is just to plug them because they are doing fantastic work um, from the top row at from the top row podcast. And you can follow Gurge Brooms at I hate Gurge Brooms, even though I love Gurge Brooms, but it's handled I hate Gurge Brooms. <laughs> but he's a fantastic follow. Great guy. He lives a really cool fucking life. Um, very, 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 very respectful. Yeah. And uh, he's actually on the ground floor. He is in Texas at the Rumble. So we actually have one of our guys on the ground floor going to give us live reactions and stuff going on. So this episode will probably come out and you probably won't listen to it after the once it once the Rumble's finished, you'll probably listen to it. So make sure to um, watch the post show that Joey is going to do after the Rumble to break down the Rumble. Um and Joe from Project Kayfabe, what he's doing right now is he is breaking down the TNA run. He had a fantastic episode, a tribute episode. Him and Quade had a tribute to Jay Briscoe. Um, and it was just a really nice, raw, real episode. And, you know, it's crazy. You know, we, we sit here, we break down wrestling, we, crit we critique these men and women, um, how business is handled and what we want to see in the ring. But you forget sometimes that these are fathers, sons, brothers, you know, who, who they are to these people. And that they're, they're real people. Absolutely, they are real people. And and unfortunately, Jay lost his life in, in that car accident. And um, terrible. It was really very tragic. Ter terrible and tragic. And it was really nice just to listen to uh, Joe and Quade, just raw reaction, just kind of talking through it and just kind of reflecting on it. And you can hear the emotion in their voice. So 
Um, you know, Tommy and I gave our thoughts last week and, and whatnot. We didn't want to spend too much time on it because Joe and Quad, we couldn't top what Joe and Quad A did. But if you want to go back and listen to it, it was a beautiful episode, really raw and real. So great job, boys, on that one. Um, all we do is ask you to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify. It really helps with the algorithm. So when you search wrestling podcast, we kind of come up at the top of your searches. So please do that. Before we jump into it, we have sponsors. We got to pay the bills first and foremost. <laughs> it's Saturday, all right. It's Rumble, Rumble Saturday night. You know how I started my day. It's where the nerd focus, baby. So it is that energy think drink for your mind, body, and soul. It gives you everything that you need to get you up and out of bed. If Nick drank them more often, maybe he comes to the show more often. If he drank them more often, maybe his boss would give him more overtime. I don't know, but Tommy and I are locked in and loaded, baby. We love our nerd focus. Um, all we do is ask you to go to our link in our social media bio. Use that link to shop Nerd Focus. Order two or more. Get free shipping. Use the code ND20 at checkout. Always get 20% off your entire order. Drink Nerd with us. The paper champion fantasy wrestling done right, Tommy. I'm making mm-hmm. news, bud. I, I, I mean, listen, I see you. There you do. I, mean, I, right I, I, don't, I mean, I don't see you, but I kind of <laughs> see you. So right now where I'm standing, I'm in the middle of the paper United States champion division. I'm in, I'm in that Austin theory division right now. Yeah. I am. I'm not too far behind the first place guy. Um, I know Tommy, you're holding down that IC title like Gunther. So <laughs> I respect that. I respect the hell out of it, but it's crazy to think that Joseph is our tribal chief. I know. How, how could this be? Uh, it doesn't make sense be? in this world. It doesn't. It doesn't make <laughs> doesn't. any sense in this world. But the paper champion, I mean, it is fantasy wrestling done right. Eric James does a knockout job with this. It is so much fun, fantasy wrestling. He makes it so easy, literally does it all for you. All you got to do is just play and follow along, and it's a great time. We're in the Discord. We're talking. If you want to get in the Discord, reach out to uh, at reach out to Joey or, or or Joe or Gurge, and we'll help you get invited to the Discord. So you can be a part of the conversation throughout the whole week with us. Um, but it's a great, great time. We love it. ThePaperChampion.com, Fantasy Wrestling Done Right. We are in the pretty much the playoff run going to WrestleMania. So every week counts, and every scorecard is even more important. So here's a reminder. If you haven't gotten it in, get it in. Um, and last but not least, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleBuzz, where the shirts support the brand. Boys, let's get into it. We had Raw 30 this week. Now, the, I, I can speak for the two of you guys. We've been watching wrestling pretty much our whole life. I can't say that I remember the first episode, but I remember seeing all the highlights for the first episode. Clearly, you know, Razor Ramon lost to the one, two, three kid and stuff like that. But guys, Raw 30, I got to go to both of you. Nick, I'm going to start with you because you haven't spoken in a couple of weeks, um, even though I've heard you in my mind, scarily <laughs> enough. Um, Raw 30, what 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 has Raw meant to you in 30 years? Any oh, memories you want to share on Raw in general? And, and what did you think of the show this week? Uh, I thought the show was fantastic, to be honest. All right. It, it, it gave you the... A lot of nostalgia moments, right? Bringing some guys back from the past, some some obviously living legends, um, and also while keeping the the legends of today, you know, in perspective and, and keeping those storylines going as we head into probably the second biggest pay per view of the year. Um, I mean, there's just so many countless memories, right? Over 30 years, right? it's like you almost never missed a Monday. <laughs> you know what I mean? For 30, it's a long time. You know, from the time it was 1992, right? Was the first one? Three. 93. 93. 93. Okay. Yeah, so 93. I mean, shit, man. I mean, just especially, you know, just remembering the the, the glory days of the Attitude Era. I mean, that was just much watch TV every yeah. single every single time it was on. You know, all the special memories with Stone Cold and the, and the beer trucks, the Kurt Angle and the milk trucks. I mean, just iconic yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Undertaker and all his incredible career journeys and all the different characters he's displayed. And obviously, you know, I know he's uh, 
not the world's most popular guy, and, and some on here view him as a bad guy, but Vince McMahon was a very oh, important character to many of Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he was a very important character and played an integral role in the Attitude Era. Absolutely, Absolutely. I have to bust your chops um, because I just have to. <laughs> it's like we're, it's like it's like a brotherly love that you and I have, of course. But um, no, Nick, those are obviously fantastic memories. Um, what do you think of Raw this week, though? You know, they try to you got to try to remember it's tough for them, right? It was the go home show to Raw, and it was yeah. Raw so it was a tough. It was so a tough you had time to try to, to, to be... incorporate both. Yeah, so it was a little bit tough. <laughs> time was constrained, even though three hours is a long time. What do you think? How do you think they um executed the show this week? I thought I thought they did a pretty good job with it. I was a little upset that you know the uh, the cage match got nixed, but they do have bigger plans for it. I think so that that I'm not too upset about, and especially if the girls are okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, you know, it's hard to squeeze everything in. And, you know, you know, a lot of people are hammering the bloodline stuff with that, you know, going too long. But you got to remember that has been the most important storyline in professional wrestling for years. And the way they've kept that thing fresh and going, you can't knock anything that they attempt to do with that group. And they should take as much time as they need. Of course. No, totally understand. Tommy, um, Raw 30, 30 years of Raw. Again, it, it was a monumental night. It's crazy to think that we've been watching this show on and off for yeah. 30 years, dude. The, put, put as they say it all the time. Well, yeah. hey, listen, I, I'm, I, I'm a fresh 34, baby. Fresh. Um, I'm literally a fresh 35. I know. I know. Um, January, great time, bud. Early, a couple of weeks ago, pretty much, right? A couple of weeks, yeah. Um, it's crazy to think, wow, we're almost out at the end of January. But Tommy, yeah. it's 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 been 30 years, man. Again, on and off for 30 years, the longest running episodic television show in history. Mm-hmm. Um, what did it mean to you just to like reflect on 30 years, and how was the show to you this week? And the go home show to and you know to Rumble too. I mean, like you said, 30 years. Just I mean, every Monday night when I was a little kid to a teenager to you know adulthood, always was always in front of the TV watching it. Right? Every Monday, and just, I mean, it's amazing when you think about it. Every Monday, there was an episode, whether it be, you know, like, I remember the one episode they did when they had that huge blizzard a few years ago. They did, like, from the headquarters and all that kind of stuff, I mean, because obviously they, they couldn't do it where I forgot where it was going to be at, but it was on the East Coast somewhere. And so they're like, you know what? No one can go anywhere. We'll do it from the headquarters. And they had all the wrestlers doing stuff. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable the run they were able to have with it. And just, I mean, all the memories, like Nick said, the stuff with Stone Cold, Vince, Taker. The Rock, Mankind, it's, it's Hogan. I mean, oh, not Hogan. He was on the first one. That was it. But, you know, it's just oh, like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, all that stuff. It's just great stuff, you know, go, going all the way back. But a lot of fun. And just, you know, childhood memories. And it was pretty cool seeing all the legends, you know, show up on Monday. You know, uh, it was pretty cool seeing uh, Money Incorporated show up again. Ted DiBiase. <laughs> that was cool. I appreciated that. That was a lot of fun. They were a good tag team during that era. But just, you know, just awesome. And... For, my, for the Raw, you know, it was good. I enjoyed it. I mean, like Nick and everybody, I'm sure everyone else was disappointed that Steel Cage match didn't happen, but I'm sure they got a plan to figure that out. And and I saw Bailey came out and said, hey, you know, we appreciate all the love, but it wasn't anything against us. It just, you know, that's what happens so, every so often. So they'll definitely make it right and everything. But, yeah, it was very good. And, you know, setting up for tonight, which I can't wait to see what happens. No, absolutely, Tommy, and, and, and good point. And, you know, you know, raw for me. I, I guess like I said, just just thinking back to thirty years. I mean, again, I've I've been a I've always been a wrestling fan, no mm. matter what, right? But sometimes you know you miss raws throughout the years. You know, life goes on oh, and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. raw's just been an integral part of like my life, my friendships, you guys. Like you know, we love our sports. We have our connections. You know, you know whether it be whatever we got going on. Um, but wrestling is always one of the biggest things that brings us together. So for me, that just kind of holds you know really really important to me is that we always have wrestling to always fall back on life may be busy but the group chat is always going about wrestling we're doing this podcast because we love wrestling 
So and all the and all the kinda, roles we've been to over the years. I know, and it's just exactly <laughs> we we've been there. We've been to so many events. So it was just really cool to kind of reflect on it. I thought it was a good time, right? The show went quick because you had to fit a lot of things in, but we had a lot of good memories, good laughs, good cameos, and um, you know, it was a great time. Uh, Nick, you alluded to before in your uh in your breakdown of Raw, the Sami Zayn trial. Mm-hmm. Now, this bloodline storyline, it they didn't expect it to be this good. We can honestly say that no one did. But no the way did. it's been going, it's been literally top notch. Watching this trial break down, hearing Paul Heyman <laughs> condemn him, hearing so uh, Jay Uso come to his defense, <laughs> watching the videos, it just literally blew my mind. Like, just take me through that for a second. Well, dude, honestly, there's just so much to that you could we could you could spend hours talking about the bloodline um, and everything that is that has transpired over, over the course of this time. But what I find so special about it is just when you think like when it when is it going to get stale, right? That's everyone is always talking about. How can they keep this going? And they every single week they find more and more ways to keep it fresh, to keep it new, to keep you engaged, and always leaving you wanting more. And I think that's the most special part about this feud and everything that goes along with it. I think Tommy, you would agree with that as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you had you got Jay Uso saving Sammy from a Samoan like oh, what, what a one eighty. Oh, I mean, I mean, complete one eighty. I know he completely hated him like three, four months ago. He couldn't stand him. Now he's got another boys. I mean, come on. I mean, he can't. <laughs> He can't deny how good this has been. Like we said, it's been fresh. You know how they keep doing, making it fresh and everything's just been great and everything. But oh, unbelievable! And that and Heyman, man, that guy's uh, the guy's a so wizard. He literally, he literally is the wrestling wizard, the he's, wise man, and anything that you can think of. Paul Heyman is. He's so good. I mean, just the whole, the whole, you know, showing the <laughs> and everything. Oh my god, just just amazing. I I love to spend one day with that guy just to. All the knowledge he has. Oh, our, man. Especially his story oh, of how he got in the industry on, yeah, on his own. That was a weasel his whole life. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. No, it, it was a great time, the, the trial. And it was fun, you know, and they were supposed to actually have an acknowledgement ceremony. But it was found out that um, Rikishi, I think, was sick. And some of the guys they were going to have were sick. So I think this actually played well into the storyline, right? Because we're kind of trying to see. What's going to happen on the WrestleMania? Is Sammy going to somehow turn on the bloodline? Is the bloodline going to turn on Sammy? So it in my opinion, <laughs> it could happen tonight. I think that this is actually the better of the of the scenario to actually take place for this yeah. driving the storyline forward. Um, Tom, I have to come to you on this one. The Undertaker, the American yeah. badass. Cool. Did he just did he pass the torch to Bray Wyatt? Oh, that was. How that did was... you? How did that make you? You must have been jumping out of your shoes. Watching that moment, because I got chills myself. Because anything the Taker does is like chill worthy, and he especially is, now, right? Especially now, because is everything the is so room. much more yeah. meaningful. Yeah. Now, so Tommy, cool. how did yeah. you feel about that? I mean, when you heard, you know, LA and I came out, did his thing, and, and then you know, he hit a gong, and like, oh crap! Then he comes out as the American badass. I'm like, oh my god! We haven't we haven't seen that character in what 20 years or so. So that was that was very cool. Thanks. Still riding that Harley pretty good, so that was pretty cool to see. But man, what a, <laughs> what a lot of fun it was, and he just, you know, to take a choke slam. Oh, he was going to choke slam him, but then he, you know, throws him the brain, but he hits with the sister Abigail. And then I'm curious what the what he said to him. You know, there was a lot of speculation what he said and everything, but I mean, that was just what a cool moment between us two. And it's it's been you know a lot of talk over the years that Taker was helping him with his you know the fiend character and all that kind of stuff. So to see something like that it was I don't know it was passing the torch or whatever, but if it was, that was a very cool moment to have it done. So a lot of fun. 
And I think Bray, Bray acknowledged how important and meaningful that, yeah, that moment was for him, right? So yeah. at the end of the day, you can't even imagine what that's like. Everything that Bray's been through and all his incredible um, skill set and intelligence and in, in creating and the intricacies of his character developments over the years, to do it with the pretty much the greatest character to ever do it in professional wrestling is, is one of the most special moments you could ever imagine, especially to be a part of that in his way, to be able to receive that from Undertaker is just mind-blowing. No, it really is top notch because, you know, when you think back to the times of the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, so on, Undertaker was always a different character, right? He wasn't The Rock. He wasn't Stone Cold. He wasn't Brett, Triple H, John Cena, and so on and so forth. He wasn't like that that persona. He was a different character. Mm-hmm. And Bray yeah. Wyatt almost like he, he's different. But I think he's different and unique in all his good ways. And the Undertaker almost, I feel like it like reaffirmed, like it's okay to be different. It's okay to be unique because look, if you embrace it, if you if you feel it, if you do it, the crowd will buy in. The guys and girls will buy in. And look at the respect that Undertaker, no one is more respected than the Undertaker. Come on, nobody, no one's done it nobody, longer, right? <laughs> nobody. I mean, listen, we can argue a lot of things of Mount Rushmore's best of all time, greatest of all time, goats, boats, anything you want to argue. No one in any locker room is more respected than the Undertaker. And I think that's a fact of life. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And, and 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 the amazing part about both of that, too, is the fact that, like, you know, we always praise them as characters and all their abilities and all that. But people forget how incredibly athletic and damn good they are in the ring as actual workers. That gets overlooked because their characters are so great. But nothing should ever be discredited for the athleticism from both guys being of the size that they are is very equally as impressive. Yeah, very, very impressive, to say the least. Um and then I know we said it before, you know, Nick, you alluded to it. The Becky Bailey match got nixed, right? So we were kind of leading yeah. up to the steel cage match and looking forward to it, right? But Absolutely. to be quite honest, me personally, I'm happy we didn't get it because I didn't want that match to be overshadowed because we were excited to see who else was going to show up, what else is going to be done. So in my opinion, I'm actually happy it happened. And to hear Bailey in the background saying, listen, don't feel bad for us. We're good. Yeah. We're, we're respected. We're treated good. We're good. The yeah, way that absolutely. Bailey has been treated since SummerSlam's return, since the the formation of Damage Control, and and the opportunities in the spotlight her and EO and Dakota have been getting, they're definitely being treated in the in the utmost. I you know what I mean, like not to worry. So I love kind of reading that because we heard the Bellas kind of come out this week saying like, "Hey, Raw 30 took place, and you never saw us there." And it's like, listen, in a perfect world, Raw 30 would have been literally a, just a straight cameo show. But it also happened to be the go home show to 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 run. Yeah, it so was it was a tough it was spot, just right? a little tough planning. But listen, you know Triple H, he loves his girls, he loves the he's guys. Got, he's no got one a respects he's them got more. So you know, let's 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 pump the brakes for a minute. All right, exactly. you, you'd rather have the match done right on the big stage than forced on Raw and done improperly. They don't deserve that. They deserve honestly, they deserve their time. And that match is going to be one of the biggest women's matches of all time, possibly, you know, inside of a steel cage at a pay-per-view with two of the biggest names, female wrestlers in the world. How could you not want that instead of a little thing on raw? Yeah. And I agree. And that's, and that's why I'm happy that this happened. Let this let this main event, another raw, right? Let this main event, the raw that it's supposed to, like we've seen some of the best women matches, you know, some of the better women matches in the year's main event raw. There's not been a lot of them, but when they do, they really meaningful. So, Absolutely. Um, let's turn our attention to SmackDown, boys. Um, listen again. Go home show. Go home SmackDown to Royal Rumble. Um, Karrion Cross, Dom, uh, Rey Mysterio. I don't want to spend too much time on it. I was actually very much looking forward to this payoff. I did not think this payoff was going to be a almost like a blow off match to open yeah. SmackDown. I, I hope that we do get to revisit this again. I hope that Karrion is not happy with his loss because. I that just it felt quick, it felt meaningless, 
And I was like, why, why did we waste this here? So I'm hoping that somehow this feud continues in the Rumble tonight. It has really to. It has to. It has yeah. to. Yeah. That'd be really disappointing, considering all that Triple H bought into Karrion Cross and his development and down in NXT to feel like this guy could be a star on Raw or SmackDown as one of the top heels. For that to kind of end the way it did last night, really disappointing. And Cross does yeah. not deserve that. Yeah. But I know as Triple much as H I have all the respect in the world for Ray, I have all the yeah. respect in the world for Ray and his incredible career. And he got a nice win last night, but it's got to end in a bigger way and it's got to pay off a cross going forward, not Rey Mysterio. Yeah. So I think that hopefully that was just a speed bump in the longer story of of carrying cross, throwing out Rey Mysterio or some way to kind of continue the food, uh, the feud. Excuse me. So we'll see. Um, we did find out that Brock Lesnar did um, declare himself for the Royal Rumble, so he will be in the Rumble match. Um, I think we only have 15 or 16 known participants in the match right now, which is cool. So I like the fact that we're leaving some things wide open, which is good. We want some surprises tonight. Um, we did get Lacey Evans get back. Yeah, I can't wait for it. We did get Lacey Evans back in the ring for the first time. We've had a lot of vignettes you know, mm-hmm. for coming for weeks and months. We had her back in the ring. She looked dominant. Look strong. They're they're calling her back to basics. No more sassy Southern Belle. No more you nasty. Like, listen, you are a badass bitch. Just do what you got to do. Don't overthink it. Just do it. I think less is more. And I definitely did like the presentation. I hope she has better matches. I know it was kind of like a squash match, but, you know, we'll kind of go from there. Um, The SmackDown tag team tournament did continue on SmackDown. It was supposed to be Hit Row taking on Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Um... The Viking Raiders got involved, decided, you know, pretty much pulled them out of the tournament. We actually had a new formation of a team, Ricochet and Braun Strowman, which actually is funny because if you think back, Braun Strowman almost kind of took a shot at high flyers, but <laughs> him and Ricochet, <laughs> power and speed, going on. It's pretty cool. It's actually it was pretty cool. I dig it. So that was kind of cool. They did get the win. They defeated Hit Row to kind of move on. Um, and then at this point in Fortune Boys, I didn't get the chance to finish the rest of SmackDown, but what I can say is that Imperium did beat Legato Del Fantasma to move on, so that's kind of cool. But Tommy, um, I, I got to come to you, and then obviously, of course, Nick, you know, put your two cents in. Kevin Owens, Solo Sokoa, I did not see the match at all. I don't know what happened, how it happened. Take me through this, Tommy. I'll go to you first. Um, how was this match? How did it come across? And and are we ready for tonight's one of the main events of Roman versus KO for the titles? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool main event. You know, it was big, the whole time they announcing, oh, you know, is KO going to make it after this beating from Solo? Because, you know, Solo was the enforcer and all that. But good match, you know, back and forth. And then when it looked like KO was about to win, Solo came in. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Sammy came in and uh, pulled like pulled Solo out of the ring. So, you know, I, and I don't know if, it was, if the ref, because I didn't hear a bell unless I just missed it. I don't think, you know, there, there wasn't no declared winner because they went on the, out, in, out on the floor and they just started, you know, you know, uh, punching each other and stuff, and then Solo hit him with a chair and everything, and then, you know, they went from there. Then KO got the upper hand, and um, Solo went to go super kick KO, and then KO moved out of the way, and he hit Sammy, so Sammy was done. And it just, you know, KO got the upper hand the whole time, threw him in the stairs and whatnot, and it just, I don't know, it was just, like I said, I don't know what they called, I mean, obviously after the chair shot, it was a disqualification, well, unless it was no, <laughs> no disqualification. Like I said, I didn't hit a bell or anything, but it was just, like, chaotic and everything, and then after... After the match, you know, uh, KO got the chair. Was gonna hit Sammy, but he just stared at him and just left. And and he just like he's like uh, he's like Roman, I'm coming for you tomorrow night. You know, blah blah blah, and all that kind of stuff. So you know, decent main event, everything between the two, the two that know each other so well. But you know, it's definitely leaning into tonight. So I'm curious to see because Roman told Sammy, "Don't come to SmackDown," and he was there. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out tonight. He's not listening. Hey, not. 
He's not listening. That is for sure. Um, and then I see that there was a there was a LA Knight segment, and I think yeah. I I think at least I read that yeah. Bray pretty much says you're going to get the Bray Wyatt. You're going to find out who I am at Royal Rumble. That's kind of how we kind of came across in that segment, Tommy. Yeah. LA Knight came out as Bray from back in the day with the Hawaiian shirt and the lantern, like making fun of him. <laughs> yeah, LA Knight's pretty, legit, man. I'm yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty good. <laughs> then you know, then when Bray came out and said, said basically said what you said, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see me whatever tomorrow night and blah blah blah. So yeah, good. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that match. I'm curious how they're gonna pull it off and everything since they announced it, but I'm sure I'm sure you know Bray has his say and it'll be done very well. All right, very cool. Well, listen, let's let's shift our focus to NXT. I'm going to kind of run through this one so we can talk a little AEW and then just kind of give our closing thoughts on the Rumble. So Tiffany Stratton is back. Um, she's yeah, had her first is. match in the ring back in a long time after a, uh, uh, let's say, a, a surgery of some sort. Okay, we'll leave, you, we'll leave your imagination right there. Just check out our Instagram <laughs> and you'll find out exactly what we're talking about. But I will have to say, you know, seeing Tiffany booked before and seeing her come back, she is super athletic. Um, Very much so. I think I think with just some continued work training, like she can actually be a legitimate contender in in the women's division down in NXT. I was actually thoroughly impressed. She did like a backflip off the top rope. She got the win over Indy Hartwell. Like it was a legitimate, decent match. I actually enjoyed the match. So. Very impressed. Looking forward to seeing what goes on with Tiffany going forward um, as they kind of hopefully add to the wins division. Down she's, there. In, she's in the perfect place for it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker, man. This is uh, this has been a fun feud to kind of watch, in my it's opinion. I think, yeah. I think it's yeah. been great to see someone really get under Braun's skin and really mm-hmm. just like – who like he's fantastic on the mic like what a what a bad guy man he's just such oh it's perfect i love it i was, I was on um, the wall fan wagon very early on man that guy is oh, i mean listen work, man. when you when you look on <laughs> he tv reminds you, me someone very much i was gonna say you see someone that reminds you of yourself of course you're gonna be fond of them um but no it's it's really great and you know i thought it was kind of cool tommy you and i spoke about it last week alba fire was going to take on chance and carter and i'm like oh maybe isla dawn's gonna be her partner now yeah. I was wrong that she wasn't the partner, Tommy, but she did come out at the end of the match. So yeah. I'm just gonna say I did drop that last week, even though it may have been obvious to some, but I thought it was kind of a good take. Um, and and last but not least, we had the uh, pretty much I guess like the, the the summit, the signing of of the contracts for the triple threat match at Vengeance Day with JC and Gigi and uh, Roxanne. And throughout the whole night, JC and and Gigi were really getting at each other. And I'm like, wait a second, could they? No, maybe. <laughs> No, no, they were not. They are still a team. They love each other, and it was just a, a ploy. To it was an awesome beatdown. It was awesome. I love that. It was a great, great, <laughs> great thing to watch, and uh, it was awesome. So NXT was a decent show, um, good show. Uh, got some stuff done, but obviously we'll spend more time on NXT probably next week, post-Rumble and whatnot. Let's shift our focus to AEW. Um, AEW had a pretty big show this week, um, like we alluded to in the beginning of the episode. And, of course, last week, if you know, you're know you dialed into the wrestling world, uh, the world did lose Jay Briscoe. And it was a uh, almost like a dedication to Jay. I don't want to say the whole show was a dedication to Jay, but the main event sure as hell was a de- was a dedication to Jay. Um, we'll get to that main event momentarily. Um, but AEW. Ooh, actually, this is Rampage. I kind of need dynamite. Hold on. <laughs> There's a lot of wrestling during the week. It's hard to remember it all, but here it is, dynamite. Okay. Um. The Jericho, the Jericho, Sammy Guevara taking on Ricky Starks to action on Dreddy. Uh, I'm enjoying pretty much Ricky going against going up up against the JS. I think it's actually pretty funny. It'll it'll kind of help get him out of his shell a little bit more. Not that he's in his shell, but 
we've noticed that when you put a mic in his hand, it's actually rather enjoyable to like what he's, um, you know, what he can say and what he can do. So I'm enjoying seeing that. But um, Tommy, I'll go to you for this one because I know Nick has probably no opinion. Um, Buddy Matthews yeah. getting some TV time took on Darby for the TNT title. And I think a very entertaining and good match. Um, really enjoyed it. Darby did uh, retain, but it's good to see Buddy Matthews back on TV because you forget how good of a wrestler he is yeah. sometimes because he's not he's always, always super talented, dude. But uh, Tommy, what'd you think about that match? How'd you feel about that? I mean, great man. Like you said, he's like, what, what do you call himself? The best kept seat or whatever in WWE. The best, uh, yeah, the unkept, best kept seat. Whatever that yeah. was. And man, he really was. I mean, the guy could go. I mean, it's just unbelievable how, you know, I like what they did with him in WWE when he was with Rollins for a little bit. Then the whole, you know, Mysterio thing got stupid. But I mean, you know, he, dude's a good wrestler. And, you know, for the most part, he could talk on the mic and everything. I just never understood why he never... Yes, the TV time, but I mean, maybe this is the start of it for him in AEW, whatever, you know, with the House of Black or whatever they call themselves now, whatever. But man, no, I mean, the guy always puts on a very good match. And, you know, with Darby, you know, a crazy guy, always doing crazy shit and everything. So I thought it was yeah, like, Dar- Darby the Savage, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, good match. And like I said, I hope this leads to more TV time and maybe like a singles run for him because the guy, the guy is definitely talented. So hopefully they saw it and we'll see. See where it goes from there, but I mean, what a very good match for that for the TNT title. Definitely a very good match. Um, another I thought actually pretty good match. Brian versus Brian, B R I A N versus B R Y A N. Uh, Nick, we had Brian Cage taking on Brian Danielson this week, and Brian Danielson's run to number one um, in the rankings to take on MJF at Revolution. Now Brian's been putting on banger after banger um, each week. But Brian Cage is actually a pretty interesting opponent because he is a big guy, but he also can move like a fast guy. So it's a pretty cool, um, it's a pretty cool opponent for Brian Danielson, in my opinion. Um, I thought the match was actually rather good. Um, I don't think there's really many Brian Danielson matches that are bad at all, if any. I mean, the guy elevates. No talent, such thing. No that's not. Business. That's not. That's not in his vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> no matter who he's wrestling, what kind of match he's wrestling, he's just very, very good. So Brian Danielson did get the win, but after the match, there was a bounty on Brian's head, and it was pretty much given by MJF saying to break his arm. And boy, oh boy, Brian got the beatdown of a lifetime. And then your boy, <laughs> MJF, came down just to kind of you know pick up the scraps, stick, stick it a little bit more. A very Nicky G kind of move. Um, Nick, you know, thinking about what Brian Danielson has to do to get to MJF, how the storyline is playing out. Are, are you enjoying this kind of build? It's a very like old school type booking in terms of it's very easy. It's like, hey, you got to beat all these people to get to me. Um, how do you feel about this? How's it being portrayed? Are you excited for Brian versus MJF in the future? Yeah, honestly, I am. And I'm also excited for uh, for Brian because at the same time, I feel like he, since he's gotten AEW, it's been pretty subpar for him. So, And, and I really feel like he hasn't really been involved in, in enough bigger feuds and bigger moments than he should be. I mean, he's clearly the best wrestler they have. And um, at the end of the day, for him to do all the, run the gauntlet and be on prime time and, and get all this involvement to get to MJF is something I think that has been long overdue. It should have been something that happened right from the start as soon as he signed there. But here we are now. So uh, I'm glad he's finally getting his due because I don't know how much longer of a run he has in him because he's been teasing retirement for quite some time now. So this maybe might be the swan, the swan song. Who knows? Yeah. It could be the swan song. I think at least we can say that this is his final full-time run. At least we can definitely yeah, say that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, sure, I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you're right. Like, this is definitely his final full-time run at minimum. But it could be also his final run, too, right? He wants to always go out on his terms, and he deserves that. Um, Absolutely. But, again, I'm looking forward to that because I think Brian Danielson is going to bring out something in MJF that we haven't seen yet. 
right? I think the best thing about MJF is like he's really treated like a, a world champion. He doesn't need to wrestle every show, which I like no. that sometimes. As long as he shows up, right? As long as Absolutely. he makes his presence felt, and as long as he has like he's like that that overarching villain in the background. Sometimes it's easy, man. Like having like a heel like him makes booking easy. Um, because mm-hmm. of that, he does everything for you. So ah, his versatility I'm super is excited for this. Oh, yeah, dude. And when we see a one-hour match between the two of them, boy, that's going to elevate MJF. And Brian just going to continue to prove why he's just one of the best that have been able to do it in the last 10 to 20 years. Absolutely. And, he, and not only does he deserve it because of the fact that, you know, people can talk about how great a wrestler he is. Daniel Bryan with the Yes Movement changed wrestling forever. And, yeah. and, wrestle, and for wrestling, for people of small stature and size that could be primetime players that wasn't really getting that clout up until he changed the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, going to shifting throughout the card that night, we had a heel Tony Storm take on Ruby Soho. Now, there was someone missing, and that was Dr. Britt Baker. Um, she was removed from the match due to injury. Um, oh, man. Boy, oh, boy. I really hope Britt is really not injured and she just may be nursing something because uh, that women's division needs her more than ever. But what I thought was interesting is that she came out um, and she actually cost Tony Storm the match for Ruby to win. I don't mean cost from a physical standpoint. Her music hit. She stood at the top of the ramp. Um, Tony got distracted and Ruby got the win. Can, is 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 Britt Baker turning face? Because Soraya is turning heel. Tony's heel. What's going on, Tommy? What are you seeing seeing in this whole thing? Last week, I was very perplexed. I was dumbfounded. I was baffled. I'm still the same things. Exactly. I don't know what's going on. I mean, you got your best heel, be my wrestler, looking like a face now. And it's just, I don't know what the hell they're doing with this. It's like they're throwing shit against the wall and see what sticks, I guess, at this point with them. Because it's just, I don't know. It was so odd. I mean, like you said, she struck a Tony and ah, just... It was definitely the last few weeks with the female wrestling been very odd in AEW. I don't know what's going on. I don't think I a new person writing it or something, but it's just been very. Nah, I know. I know who's writing it. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> decisions, but I mean, it's just it's very odd. I mean, maybe they got something big planned in the future. I don't know, but it's just definitely odd. So uh, that's all. That's all I have on for at this moment. Yeah, Tommy, I really can't add too much more context besides I'm just a little bit confused on where they're trying to go. I hope they have a bigger picture. I just thought the heel turn for for uh, Soraya and Tony at the time just didn't make a lot of sense. And then you have Soraya not show up on Dynamite this week to not at least continue the storyline. So yeah. like, maybe have a backstage segment, right? Like I know oh, that Tony had yeah. Tony had a moment before the match where she was saying like she was getting at like the AEW originals, right? And okay, maybe that's what's pissing her off a little bit, yeah. but it's like it. The switch flipped too quick. Like there wasn't even a chance to like see her transition. It was like one one right before she came out, she was a face. Right when the match ended, she was a heel. It's like I know that's how the things usually happen, but there was nothing to it. So I don't know. And maybe Soraya should have been there. At least she should have been there. Absolutely. I know you want to be careful with her for wrestling, right? You don't want to get her hurt, but but just be there. Or you could or you could you could pre-record something too. Like why is that such a difficult thing to do if someone's not gonna be there? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It was very strange. But let's actually go to a different. Let's let's finish off Ellie's dynamite, even though it's a somber finish. Um, I thought it was a really beautifully done finish. And Nick, I know you're not going to pay any any mind to it, but you know, 
Um, we did have Mark Briscoe take on Jay Lethal, and if if you go no, back, that was, to, that was incredible. That was yeah, it really was actually. If you if you go back to the Ring of Honor days, you know these guys have been paired up in the Ring of Honor days. Jay and Mark and all these and all the wrestlers, Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, you know Brian Danielson, just to name a couple off the top of my head. Um, they had a beautiful tribute match where Mark took on Jay in the main event. Um, and I think rumor was that because of maybe some comments made by Jay or Mark some years ago, which is why we haven't really seen them on Dynamite, something with the TNT company. I'm not going to kind of go down that rabbit hole because I don't know the whole story, so I don't want to miss, uh, you know, put the picture out there. But what I will say is this was a beautiful done match. First of all, it was just a great match. Two, these two performers came out and showed out for Jay, yeah. uh, for Jay um, which I thought was fantastic. Um, really well done. Great finish. Mark got the win. The locker room came out. They embraced him. Um, he had his moment to kind of send off to his to his brother, and I thought it was a, one of the most classiest ways to send someone out. Like during the show, they had a couple of vignettes to kind of pay tribute, but he was a family man. He was a father first. He was a friend, and I just thought it was really beautifully done. Again, whoever either booked the segment or however they let it happen from the back, I thought again it came all across fantastic. So I just want to at least get that. Across. Yeah, definitely an emotional night and a, and a very special special moments for all involved. I mean, anyone who knew him, uh, yeah, thousand percent. Um, I did not watch Rampage, so I'm just going to go through the results real quick so we can wrap up the show with um, our just maybe final thought on going into Rumble tonight. Um, we had Hangman Page take on Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Hangman got the win, and um, Hangman's going to take on uh, Moxley coming up on Dynamite, so that should be a good time, watching them do it you know, for the third time to kind of break the tie. Uh, best friends and Danhausen seem to be in this locked feud with Lethal, Jeff yeah. Jarrett, and, and Sotnam Singh. Um, I did see a video. Well, Lethal Jarrett and Singh won, but I did see a video of like of uh, Danhausen and Jeff Jarrett kind of raising their guitars. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett had a big guitar. Danhausen <laughs> yeah, had like a little ukulele, ukulele. ukulele. and that's, that's the way they were kind of playing off the crowd. <laughs> that's sometimes like you know in wrestling we want to see bangers and storylines and moments, but sometimes like an easy thing like that is just very enjoyable. So I appreciate that video. Um, and, and that, that part, excuse me, when I watched that video online, so that was kind of cool. Comedic gold. Really, really yeah. comedic gold. Uh, powerhouse Hobbs was in action. They're kind of building him up. So, you know, a squash win and, uh, Jamie hater. I mean, oh. I mean she, she could not be doing any better in my opinion than she's doing. Took I wish I could drink so bad. Rage so bad. Yeah. My work. Many, many do, many do, but <laughs> she got the win. She's our AEW women's champ. Um, you know, and I just love, I love how she's being handled and booked. I think she's being handled and booked perfectly in my opinion. Um, but boys, that was this week in wrestling before we close out the show. First of all, we're watching Rumble together. Mm. It's it's going to be so nice. We used to watch pay-per-views together all the time. The pandemic screwed screwed us up. Yeah. Life has been screwing us up. People getting married, having babies, buying houses, doing renovations. You know, whatever's going on in our lives, you know, at least we always do keep, you know, keep in touch through the group chat and through this, but we're going to be together tonight, boys. So, Royal Rumble, us. Last prediction, whatever you want it to be, Nick. What do you want to leave off the show on? It's Royal Rumble tonight. It's our second Jeez. favorite movie of the year. I don't really have any. For WWE. Any I don't really have any like prediction, really. I'm just so excited and intrigued by the show because of the potential of all the guys that could be coming back who can make a play for the Rumble as we lead yeah. to WrestleMania. What mega stars might come back, right? Brock Lesnar has announced that he's in the Rumble. How jacked up are you for that? Oh, yeah. um, but even more so when we alluded to the Bloodline stuff earlier, right? Every single time you think it might get stale, they find new and creative ways to make this go and become more exciting and more intriguing. And now that every single week that they do something that can make you think that there's a, an incredible amount of different possibilities and different directions they may go to, 
Is tonight the night Roman Reigns finally loses the match? It's possible. Does Sami Zayn potentially t- uh, turn? Who the hell knows? But man, I'm so looking forward to that more than anything tonight, even more than the Rumble, to be honest. And that's pretty, that's saying a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Love that hot take. Tommy, mm. Rumble tonight at Casa de Canale in that beautiful new built basement with that big ass state of the art facility. No couch yet, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, I'm only busting your chops. It doesn't matter whether we're standing or sitting on the floor Indian style, we're going to be together watching it. Any last comment or prediction for the Rumble? What are you hoping to get out of it tonight? Is Nikki making some appetizers? Will there be rainbow cookies? I need to know this. Rainbow cookies, maybe not. The spread is is just as intriguing as the show. (laughs) I need to know this, Tommy. I need to know this. But uh, all jokes aside, Tommy, Rumble, any any last comment or prediction or just takeaway that you got? Just excited for who, who might be coming back and, you know, who's going to stick around. Because, you know, Rumble, they bring guys off, you know, for the, just the Rumble and they, they go away. But this year, some people might stick around. So it's curious to see, you know, all the rumors are out there who might show up. So should be a lot of fun. And just the whole KO, Roman match, of course, you know, looking forward to that, see what's going to happen with Sammy. Just going to be a lot of fun. And, I mean, think about, like, this first Rumble since probably the Attitude Era, we really have no idea what's going to happen, really. I mean, it comes to, like, you know, the match, like, with Sammy, or who could, maybe he doesn't turn on the bloodline, maybe something else happens. I mean, it's so unpredictable, so it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait. And, of course, the pitch black match, I mean, what the hell is that going to give us? So that's going to be a lot of fun to see, so it's going yeah. to be great. Can and Sammy win the Rumble? Can Sammy win the Rumble? Can Sammy win the Rumble? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know, right? Um, and, and that's what I think is what's so special about tonight is because it's Triple H's first Royal Rumble booking it, right? Mm-hmm. And like you guys just both alluded to, there doesn't seem to be a definitive clear. There's predictions that can come true, right? There's You can, like, oh, you can say Cody Rhodes will win the Rumble, and yeah. if it happens, it's like, right now. 100%. that's fine. Rhea Ripley could win the Rumble, and if it happens, and it may happen, that's fine. But also, who's going to come from the forbidden door? Will there be a forbidden yeah. door open? Yeah. What surprise? What cameo? What's going on? Is there going to be a turn? Are we going to get some feuds built through the Rumble? What is a uh, pitch black match? Are we drinking Mountain Dew? Did What, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> so all in all, I'm super excited to watch this with you guys. I cannot wait to get together. It's been too long, so it'll be a great, great time. Royal Rumble should be a blast. Um, we're going to be watching it, and... Um, Again, if anyone probably listens to the episode besides when Joey gets us out, this may be post-Rumble. But again, Joey and uh, I think Joey and Joe, and I don't know how Gurge is going to play into it, but they're going to do something post-Rumble as like sort of a breakdown. So it should be kind of fun. So obviously look out for that. Um, that'll be available. But boys, Gurge is, is on the ground. Gurge is on the ground, baby. I love Ground zero. My goodness. That's, exactly, yeah. that's how we roll here at the WrestleBuzz <laughs> Podcast Network, baby. We have our guys on the ground. In the mix. <laughs> Everyone, this is episode 141 of the Wrestling Journal podcast um, brought to you by Wrestle by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. This was a great time breaking this down with you guys. Um, just to kind of go over social medias again, you can find us on, on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Zs, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at WrestleBuzz. Again, podcast network, two other shows. From the Top Row Podcast with Gurge Brooms breaks down the ten, the top 10 stories in wrestling and a topic of the week. And um, at Project underscore Kayfabe, where Joe and Quade break down the TNA run and just po- and, and main stories. And, and they play games on the show, too. It's actually a good time. Really good listen. Those are great guys. Um, give them a listen. Give, give, give them a listen. Give it a shout out. And even Joe has a new uh, a new endeavor, um, Strictly Nonsense, where he breaks down pop culture, video games, and, and, and sports and all that good stuff. Whatever he's got going on, which is really cool. Listen, great guy, Joe. Um, please leave us a five-star rating review on Apple or Spotify because it helps with the algorithm. And the words of Joseph Crush, 
Jerez, I think there's only one proper way to close this out tonight. I think you need to give us all a 10-second countdown. <laughs> oh, 10 seconds. See, you know, really cool. Like, I, I wish I could – I wish I had, like, the, the three, two, one. Um, I am actually – hold on. I'm so sorry. I did forget MVPs. Let's drop in really quick. My bad. That's on me. Um, I'll start with it first because, um, you know, I, I feel bad. I give you guys no time. I'm going to go with Mark Briscoe. Um, I know it's kind of an easy one to go with, but I thought the way after losing your brother – coming out and putting on a five-star match in the main event to honor him. Um, you had your brother with you in that corner. He was he was literally holding the rope in that corner. Beautiful Don Mark. Um, and you're my MVP this week. Uh, Tommy, I'll go to you. Um, MVP, anyone you want to shout out or a moment you want to shout out even too? I mean, it's not a person, but I got to give Monday Night Raw, man. I mean, 30 years, nonstop every Monday for 30 Oof. years, MVP. That's I mean, pretty incredible. It's it is. So, yeah, that's my MVP for the week. Uh, Nick, wrap us up. MVP. Jeez, man. Uh, how, it's got to be Jey Uso, man, right? Doing the complete okay. 180. He's yeah. in Sammy's corner when everyone else is turning their back on him. Listen, um, if the gloves don't stuff, fit, you, you must have quit. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, just the fact that you know Sammy stepped in and, and helped retain the tag titles in, in a pretty wild match, uh, which is pretty damn cool. The closeout. Oh, it was awesome. The closeout. The closeout raw. And, and again, it's just parlaying into the, the greatest storyline that wrestling's had to offer in years, years. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, and the culmination is starting to get closer and closer to the ultimate payoff and, yes, and, and, and the intrigue and, and potential outcomes are just mind blowing, man. And it's really, really cool. Very, very cool. Uh, thank you boys for that. Um, I will count this down, but I got to obviously drop the Joey's line. Cause otherwise it gets mad. He doesn't send me a Venmo. <laughs> um, in the words of Joseph crush, take care, stay safe, watch pro wrestling. Three, two, two, one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>